Wow. Sarah. Welcome to episode 412, which is Ooh. the area code in Pittsburgh. Oh, Shout that's out cool. To Pittsburgh. Shout mm-hmm. out to the Berg. 412. Y- Hello. Yin's in the Berg. Did and I say God, that right? Yin's guy's going down Yin's to Donzies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's so good when you talk like that. I love the Pittsburgh accent. Like, not for real, but like, it's so bad. It's good. Yeah. Does it? God bless. Does regional it? Accents. What? what what would you say is like a like characteristics of somebody from Pittsburgh? Like what's somebody from Pittsburgh like? Like what you their know? personality? Yeah, you know how like California people like are like California yeah. people and like Pittsburgh you know. people are bitter um, <laughs> because the weather's so bad. I love that's the first one you say. They are they, but it's like charming. They complain about everything and then they laugh. Oh, I like that and. Uh, I well, fit right if that in. doesn't describe you, yeah. I was like, well, there you, oh, there you go. No, good thing. I like it. Is this it. nature it's or nurture? Color. It's like Roseanne, because I think yeah. Chicago and that Illinois outskirts are similar. Yeah, Where it's like blue collar and it's cold, so you're kind of bitter and you love your football team. And I love it. Yeah. I miss it. I probably oh. end up moving back there because, you know, we're going to probably lose everything in this stupid pandemic but oh my gosh don't even will you miss me yeah i might just follow you i mean you know (laughs) transfer how many hours do you need to be a therapist out there (laughs) no i couldn't handle the cold i'm southern california born and raised can't leave i really don't think you're cut out for like cold climates at all have you been thinking oh oh, i'm so not it's like not even no, 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 no. My, you know your limits i know my limits and that is i get so (laughs) crabby cold sarah Oh my god! I, I got so close to the mic when I said that because I was so serious. It's so, who, I apologize too. Wait, why do you, I didn't know you get crabby in oh, the cold? Yes, that is when I get the bitter, if you will, bitter cold. There yes. you go. Yes, that is. I'm oh, telling yeah, you. I. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I see. Oh yeah. I would be that. I would be that. It. I need California to keep me happy because. Well, you know how like in I California or like sunny climates. There, even though it's nice out almost all the time, there's still a sense of like, wow, it's a nice day. Like there's this sense of novelty, even though you experience it forever. Mm-hmm. And mm. in Pittsburgh, it's this, it's the opposite where like it snows or it's rainy or gray and you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, again, yes. this is BS. And you're surprised every time, but uh, why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Why am I surprised? So we're representing the 412 today. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Thanks, How are you feeling? Thanks for giving me the info. The 411 on the 412, if you will. Ah, that's exactly. funny. That's funny. That's real funny. Ah. No, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like, you know, there are, are, oh my gosh, there are funny things out there in the world, thank goodness, that are like getting me through. Thank goodness. And so like those kind of things are like cracking me up right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to share with you one of the freaking funniest articles I read that I don't know what about it like makes me giggle so much, but well, no, I do know it's the writing and everything is so perfect. And I, maybe it's the idea that somebody who like thinks that they're so smart is is just as dumb as the rest of us. And it kind of like brings somebody back down a peg, which, oh boy, do I like. Okay. So (laughs) this is a story about a guy named Daniel Reardon, who's an astrophysicist from Melbourne, Australia. Have you, have you heard this? About I the believe ma- I did. Oh, my God. Who got the magnet <laughs> stuck in his nose? Yes. Have you ever heard something more hilarious? But that I love the picture of him. That's like, looking- Suze. I have it prepped. Look. I'll, I'll, <laughs> look. Boom. 
I have it prepped, ready to send to you right now because that is the best part. Look of it. at him. He's the so look. dejected. It's so funny. Okay, so for anybody who did not see the story, that's so hilarious. So this researcher is, he's, of course, he's like locked up like the rest of us, you know, on lockdown and everything and getting, you know, kind of antsy. And so he's like, oh, I'm a smart guy. I'll put my knowledge to use. <laughs> and he ha- happens to have, you know, as, as an astrophysicist, he happens to have uh, this, like, part for, you know, some sort of, like, machine that detects magnetic fields. And so he was trying to think of a way that you could, like, wear this around your wrist. So if you brought your hand close to your face, then it, you set off an alarm and it'll help, like, you not touch your face. And so, like... Basically, he like that was failed. So the first part of it is funny because he failed with that because what he ended up inventing was a necklace that buzzes unless you move your hand close to your face. And so like, oh geez, yeah. So that was failed, and he like scrapped that idea. And then he was like, oh, I'm kind of bored. What? And like, I guess he was using magnets in this, you know, invention of this necklace. Um, yeah. With a magnetic field. And so he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to, why don't I play around with these magnets? What? And so he used, he took the magnets and he was like clipping them to his ears. And then he I start- did not know that this was because of tomfoolery. Yes. What a jackass. Oh, that, it's, it's, this, it's, it's so funny to me. So he, <laughs> it, this is his quote. After scrapping that idea, like talking about his necklace that didn't work, uh, I was still a bit bored playing with magnets. It's the same logic as clipping pegs to your ears. I clipped them to my earlobes, then I clipped them to my nostrils, and things went downhill pretty quickly when I clipped the magnets to my other nostrils. So he put two (laughs) magnets inside his nostrils and then two on the outside. Like, like, yeah. kind of like, oh, I made a, I made like a fake nose ring. Oh, let's do one on the other side. But then mm-hmm. he removed the magnets from the outside of his nose. Oh no! And the other two went funk and stuck <gasps> together. And then he tried to use the remaining magnets to remove them, <laughs> and then got it stuck up his nose. <gasps> And the be- he was struggling for 20 minutes, then decided to Google the problem and found out no. there was another, a little boy who was 11 years old who had the same problem. No. <laughs> yeah. And so... I truly thought this happened just because he was like working on this device and then it just took no, a dark nope. turn. So in trying to use the technique that he Googled that the eight, 11-year-old boy was able to use by putting the, a magnet on the outside of your nose and then pulling it to the, one, to the side and pulling it out, yeah. he tried to remove it, but then it, it clipped to the other because I, I suppose these are really strong magnets, probably not Good like Lord. over-the-counter magnets. He said he lost his grip <laughs> on it. Over-the-counter. And then those two magnets ended up in his left nostril when the other one was okay. in the right. And then his quote says, at this point, I ran out of magnets. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the best. but to top it all off, his wife happens to work at a hospital and I think she's a doctor or like, yeah, cause it no. says like her colleagues, she took, she was laughing hysterically and making fun of, of him the whole time. Cause how can you not? He's a freaking yes. scientist. And can't like got magnets stuck up his nose, so she didn't bring him to any old hospital. She brought him to her hospital and her <laughs> department. And it didn't say where she worked, but I would just love if it were something like pediatrics or like podiatry. And she was like, "No, nope, no, nope, we're going to my office." And she said, oh, and "His quote says, my partner took me to the hospital that she works in because she wanted all her colleagues to laugh at me. The doctors <laughs> thought it was quite funny, making comments like, this is an injury due to self-isolation and boredom.'" Oh, oh so I bet funny. you know what? 
I didn't think about it, but I bet there are a lot of those injuries. I'm sure. And the 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 uh, medical discharge summary that has like the write up where they do all like the medical uh, you know input of ev- like explaining everything, you know, it says like uh, uh, stuck magnets like of bilateral nostrils, strong magnets of bilateral nostrils stuck to each other via septum. Attempted removal. Tried using two other magnets. Ended up with three times magnets of left nostril all stuck together. Denies difficulty breathing. Denies further magnets. <laughs> How did he get those babies out? Oh, gosh. So they ended up getting three out of his nostril, like, like surgically, with some kind of tool that they used. And then the last one fell down his throat because it was up there so oh, long. They had to no. use like anesthetic spray and manually mo- remove them. Oh, manually? Yes. Go in there. They had to like, I mean, how else do you, they probably had to take pliers and go up there. Oh, like pinchers. Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mercy. For real. This sounds terrible. Yeah. And uh, I got a little brother who once stuck something up his nose that had to be surgically removed. So oh my God. it's a real thing, but usually it happens to toddlers. I love the gender breakdown of who's oh, doing that. It's so funny and then it says the astrophysicist the, like the writer the person who who wrote the article for the guardian that i read did such a good job at at it was just so well written i laughed so hard at this i could not stop laughing it cracked me up because it just it the way it's, the astrophysicist told guardian australia he had ruled out further experiments with the magnets and face touching and find other ways to pass the time but to put the astrophysicist to title him that at the end <laughs> of the article is like the best. i just think that's so clever so a tip of the hat to uh he that right do you think that he's a good sport about it though because he looks so bitter in the oh, picture he's so bitter because this yeah. is a guy who i guarantee like like he looks like the kind of guy who kn- knows he's smart and likes to let other people know he's smart right i feel like this couldn't have happened to a better guy i don't know why <laughs> He had it coming. Like I don't. I just think it's really funny, and I think everybody needs to Google this picture. And I will absolutely be posting this because, oh, his face—it's so funny to me. It just tickles <laughs> me so much. Well, I hope you learned a valuable lesson. Don't stick things up your nose. Well, I definitely learned a valuable lesson recently because I found out that Tao Clean, which is the company that makes the facial brush we love. Um, has a new product called Germ Shield, and you put your friggin' toothbrush in there, and it gets rid of ninety nine point nine percent of bacteria. Excuse me, why are we all doing this already? Criminy, you know all the disgusting bathroom germs that are all over your toothbrush. Well, um, <laughs> the Germ Shield handles that, and it's so cool because it fits any toothbrush, whether it's electric or manual, whatever you're using, and the UV light inside, it's the same uh, light that they use on the facial brush. It works on your friggin' toothbrush in four minutes and it's battery powered. So uh, it's super travel friendly and really nice to have in your bathroom. doesn't take up tons of space. Um, And my goodness, why haven't we been doing this all along? I'll never know. But it's so handy to have, especially now, because I think we're all more aware of all the stuff going on in the world and why we want to keep things clean. So check it out. Go to TaoClean.com. That's T-A-O-Clean.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY and you get 
um, Germ Shield for 62% off and site wide. And it normally retails for 79 bucks. So you get 62% off that. It's so great. That's towelclean.com and use code BRAINCANDY. This is a game changer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're yes. welcome. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, as you yes. were, Sarah, I'm sorry. Mm, yes. Well, I mean, I, I was thinking about that story of things getting stuck up noses, and then when I mentioned my brother, now I can't get the image of, of... I mean, I didn't see it myself, but it's been described to me so much of, like, the doctor going up his nose with the, uh, yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and pulling it out, and it just, like... It looked. My mom said it looked like the it the, it must have been touching his brain. That's how mm. deep that tool went in. And he stuck that, a piece of a sponge up his nose when he was really oh little. No. And the only way we knew is because he started to smell. <gasps> and I mean, smell. So we had gone on a trip to Italy with. It was me, uh, me and my brother Jordan and my dad and mom. And at the time, like Lucas was like you know, just a baby. He must've been like, I mean, maybe a year old, maybe like something like that. And like, we want, you know, left him with grandparents to watch. And when my mom picked him up, she was Mm -mm. like, what the hell? Why does my kid smell so bad? And she couldn't, it was like, oh, after, you know, a while, she's like, I can't like taking him, it took him, gave him a bath. What the hell? Like, why do my kids smell so funny? And we must've been gone for like two weeks. And, uh, (laughs) Um, so she finally took him to the doctor and they did a, I mean, I guess an x-ray or some kind of scan and found a piece of sponge that had, he had lodged up there that had gotten stuck in his sinuses and then started to grow, like get mildewy and like moldy and bacteria. And that is beyond. And so they removed it and it was like, I will spare you the details of what that looked like, but you can imagine. So can you believe that stinky kid? When I was reading that book, The Body by Bill Bryson, oh, yeah. one of the themes is like how we don't know anything and how there's a lot of things that we're just sort of like, and we don't know why it's that way. And one of them was how large the sinus cavity is, how there there is no known reason why we need all that space back there devoted to sort of this mystery and mm. that we would be able to fit way more gray matter in our heads Whoa. if that weren't for that giant cavern in there doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> wow. And it was sort of disturbing, like the idea of this hole in your, I don't know what you'd call that, not your throat, but yeah. behind your nose and your mouth. It's gross, man. I mean, maybe it is some sort of like uh, uh, like treatment center, filtration center, something. for Maybe. Like it's got to be doing something. Yeah, it's got to be, you know. Yeah, it's weird when we find those those things. They're like, yeah, even I think it's even weird that they're like, yeah, you don't need an, uh, an appendix. Just, eh, we'll just take it out and like not replace I it know. with anything else. What? What do you mean? What other parts can you take out and not replace with anything else? Well, you've had your tonsils removed, yeah. Oh my gosh, tonsils. And then there's something else back there that I had done too. Like I had, it's more than just the tonsillectomy. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, it's, it, there's like I'll nothing I'll have to show you that there. section. Yeah, because it's sort of like, you can remove it and you're fine, but like, why is it there? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Why do we have tonsils? I loved that book though, because, um, it made me appreciate the, the miracle of our bodies oh and like 
I had recently, I had reached into a drawer to get something and I didn't know there was a razor in there. <gasps> and I oh. slit my finger oh. open. No, no. That's like the worst. I, I know that. Fa- that, uh, blah, 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 uh, that I and feel I that. hated it. And I watched though as the cut <gasps> over the days healed and I was just oh. astonished by the, I was just in wonder. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Oh, that's <laughs> like as cool. soon as you get an injury, your body kind of goes into like, fix it mode. And I think that's so fun to acknowledge oh, and wow. appreciate, yeah. you know? Interesting. So, that's like a like, good way to look at it. I'm going to start. I wonder if that would keep me from doing things like picking at my face or picking at my like cuticles. If instead of like looking at like how it, it was, cause it's almost like when I look at like, Oh, look at how it doesn't look good. I pick at it more. And I wonder if instead I was like, oh, let me like watch the healing process of this. It would train my mind. Like it already feels like it would, I would think about that different and approach it different. Yeah. Cause what he said was your body really wants to be alive. And so that's really dying is its last resort. And so I like that. It felt hopeful and optimistic that your body is doing everything it can and stop sabotaging it with like smoking or poor eating or whatever. It really did make me more aware of the, the miracle, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. That's really good. I like that. Good share. Anytime you want to share any of the stories <laughs> that you, that you read on, uh, 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 from that book or for, like that you remember from that book or maybe I should just yeah, read the book, so but many. I like hearing them from you. Okay. I'll give you like the yes. greatest hits. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay. So, oh, I'm trying to think. There's so many stories that I can like tell you from that. Would you like to hear, um, why we love how, why it smells after, uh, how it smells after it rains or about a new toilet that can read your poo? Oh God. These are both great. Oh, I'll go with the first one. Why do we love the smell after the rain? Well, lucky for you, I'm going to tell you both because the first one's a quickie. So in Australia, there were researchers who were studying like, yeah, why, why do like what happens after it rains and why is there that smell? Because do you, everybody likes that smell, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. And I like, it's raining right now. So, you know, and I feel like we have to find like the silver linings and everything. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes like, especially like just being indoors so much, I look yeah. outside and it's raining. I'm like, Ugh. more mm-hmm. rain. I'm like Eeyore, you know? So if yeah. I can like, you're like a Pittsburgher. Y- yes. So maybe <laughs> I need to look at it in a different way. And so like looking forward to the smell. So I was like, Oh, I'll click on that. Yes. And apparently these researchers care too. So they <laughs> found out that the smell of rain is a bacteria that produces this compound that's hmm. intended to bait and lure animals in. And it helps that it, like it spread itself and it makes this smell of rain. What? Yes. And it's, it's there, these things called streptomyces. And, no. Uh, yes. They were investigating the uh, effect of this. And it's on like the behavior of animals with like that are in sniffing distance of like, you know, this kind of bacteria. And they found that certain, when, they, when animals smell this bacteria, it's, it's like a whole food chain thing. So like the animals mm. smell this smell and the, they know that there are like insects or other animals out there. And then the animals that eat those eat like, you know, 
benefit the bacteria mm. because the bacteria then goes on those little things like mice and stuff like that. And then the mice like scurry around and they carry the, all this bacteria everywhere. So it's like when we smell the rain, it's like all part of the, all of like the, 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 the system here. So the rain sort of um, like, mm-hmm. for lack of a word, ignites this sort of yes. bacteria yes. to proliferate. So okay. it's, it's, a, it's a, a, a bacteria that's found in soil or rotting vegetation that like creates this kind mm-hmm. of earthy smell. And when it rains, it like sends those particles up into the air. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So it triggers okay, it all stirs those, them. stirs them up and it stirs them and they're like, hey, we're here. Okay. And the bacteria like comes up in the air and then to take advantage of that, like the other animals come out and they're like, mm, that smells good. And then oh, the bacteria that. lands on those animals and then those animals go and run around. And so like, it's, it's almost like a cue to like go back outside too. I like that. Oh, that's cute. I like it. Yeah. I thought that was real cute. Yeah, so when it's latent, it doesn't have that same aroma right. a, as much. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, a little Good after. one. Love that it's one. It's kind of like when we did the smell of books and how, like, there's this thing, there are things that are always there, you know, like it's a smell. And, like, yes. Or, like, how thrift do we stores even when we talked that? about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, about what, what kind of stores? Remember thrift stores? Oh, yes. We talked about that. But, <laughs> like, how can like we human. even research a smell? Like, that's crazy to think, like, yeah. Everybody knows that smell, but where does it come from? You know, you can like point to a flower yeah. or like a a thing that causes that smell, but to be like, oh, it's the bacteria that's released, like you know, that jets up into the air from. Yeah, that's like you got to do some thinking for that one. I don't know. I, I guess. love that. Yeah. So that well, cute. something you don't have to think about at all is the decision to use fiber, which is a great. Oh service. my gosh, this is the best thing. The so best. smart. So freaking smart. Fiverr has freelance talent that can help you accomplish all your projects. A lot of us are working from home now. Um, and this way you can hire someone else who's working from home, keep them employed. Um, if you need someone to help you with editing or writing, or um, I use it for like making stuff for social media, you can make stickers and GIFs and backgrounds for your slides or whatever. And they have 24-7 customer service, really affordable rates. You can see like the ratings of each of the freelancers so you know they're reliable. Um, Whatever, graphic design, copywriting, web programming, all that stuff. Just check out Fiverr.com today and receive 10% off your first order by using code BRAINCANDY. It's so easy. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F-I-V-E-R-R. Dot com code brain candy again that's fiverr.com code brain candy i love it cool cool yeah yes carry on my well, friend so let's talk about poo right let's do it yeah finally so but you'd never ask the the good people at stanford university are putting their brains to to good use and they invented a toilet that to detects disease markers in stool and urine and some of them like detect cancer and like uh, 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 glucose levels if you're like diabetic and the person who like is leading the subject is this guy named Sam Cam- oh my god I'm gonna m- murder this last name Gam by here and he is a radiologist or chair of radiology and they said they, the initial concepts for this went back like 15 years but every single time he brought it up people would start to laugh they're like oh it's an interesting idea Aww. but like uh, but 
it's because of how they were doing it. And it's kind of like they, they said it's like the reverse of the exact opposite of facial recognition, recognition and instead it's fecal recognition. And no. they're able to identify like a specific person you, like from a camera no. that scans your bum. No. Yes. And it says, we know it seems weird, but as it turns out, your anal print is quite unique. Anal print? Yes. You mean like your hole? Yeah, well, Or that, your big butt? So it's, all, it's, it's like the print, yes, like your, the hole, that that data is then sent to a cloud-based system for safekeeping, and then it says, which the researchers assure is very secure. Also, shout out to the medical news writer. I think her name's like Hannah Armitage. Uh, she was so hilarious in this and used so many puns. Like one of the headlines yeah. in one of the, the uh, like little sections of the article was pulling double duty, which is so funny. <laughs> so they're talking about the multiple ways it's like useful. And so, yeah, so it, it scans, like it looks at a whole bunch of different things. Like it looks at urine. Wait, but why does it need to know my butthole print? I think that's to identify who's on it. That you wouldn't okay. have to enter any information. You, it, it's oh like a shared... God. Like if you share it with family, it like scans your butt hole, <laughs> and then. By goes, the way, like, just as an aside, yes. aren't you so psyched that you have a bidet right now? Oh my god, I didn't know. First of all, what are we doing <laughs> in the United States? Not using these? We are. Yeah. We brag about how many things we're like advancing. We are so far behind in this. And what the heck? Why do we not? This should be a a, a like thing. All the time. Yeah, it should be the default it's situation. Default. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is worth it. I am so happy. <laughs> I mean, and I do save in toilet paper. It's amazing. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I replaced a roll. This is not an ad. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, you sit down on this special medical yes. toilet. Yes. And then it is stands. Is it designed yeah. for home use or just at the doctor? I think, I think it's being designed for home use. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, and you yes. sit down, it scans your b-hole, yes. and then and it tests, you poop in there. Yeah, and pee, like whatever, you, all, all your business. Uh, oh. And it it analyzes like everything that's going on. And like how does it, so it knows if you have cancer immediately or well, is it just like if you have advanced cancer or like, what? I think those are just markers, like they're looking for markers. So wow. I, 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 because it did say that this is, it's, I feel like the article was implying that it's kind of being uh, uh, developed. You can almost think about it like, and this, they shouldn't write this, but I'm kind of like, you know, this is what I gathered from it, that it's like the advancing like parallel to the advancements in like biological markers for things. So as mm-hmm. we, you know how we've discovered like the, the one for um, like Parkinson's with that woman who could smell yeah. Parkinson's. So like we, yeah. we know like a biological marker for that. So if we have the tools to find out what the, those markers are, then mm-hmm. we now, we, they're developing the tool that will read those it for like home okay. use to then send that information back, like how they're doing like smart watches or things that look at like, because the pee, the urine will look at like glucose levels if you're diabetic and things like that. And so then what does it do is send you an email or something? I or mean, what? I, the, the, it, whatever doctors want to do, they're like, I, first of all, I wasn't on the, the research like team, so I'm not <laughs> sure about there. So I'm only giving you what the, uh, what, uh, uh I thought maybe Hannah Armitage said. Gave me, but, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I it just said like, this is going to be this, like the ways that it could be used and oh, that's however, so exciting. however data gets sent, whether it's to doctors or like up to a cloud that helps, you know, 
gather all the information so that you can have more a more complete like medical profile. And I think a lot yeah. of people just don't know about their own bodies or aren't able to, you know, or maybe like check those kind of things if you're elderly or for like maybe could you imagine if you like have those ailments and then also like dementia or Alzheimer's and, you know, it would be helpful. By the way, Two things. First of all, somebody said that the light dyslexia thing had been like debunked, <gasps> unfortunately. Oh, no. Which I'm sad about. I found that at an incredible source, not like just a rando one. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I don't know. It made me sad, though. That was yeah. a bummer. Well, it's good. We and have just, to talk about those when they're like, wah, wah, the follow-up. Yeah, I mean, I hope they yeah. do something, but I think that was a... It's, we're not there yet. Yeah. And then also, I forgot to tell you that somebody called me... Uh, sent me a private message on Instagram saying that I am ableist because um, of the conversation we had wherein I talked about how my aunt um, has lost her vision and hearing and how I said, if that happened to me, I would personally feel like I wasn't even a person anymore since I couldn't connect with anyone or engage because I couldn't hear or talk on the phone Mm or see people or anything. And she said that I was ableist. So then I wrote her this long message back about how I wasn't saying that those folks who can't see and hear are without value. I said how I would feel if I were in that position, like about the things that are important to me and being a person on this earth. And it made me so mad because then she did not ever write me back again. Like I took all the time to sort of speak to her concerns so if you're going to, like, bother me in my DMs, at least engage in the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm with you because it, there are a lot of situations where I think I don't have the, you know, and of course we, we you know, are, are are always far more resilient than, you know, we even think. But yeah. there are a lot of situations where I can think, wow, if I were in that person's shoes, I don't know if I could, you know, yeah. do it. It's and, like a personal fear. Yeah. And, yeah. and that... And it's almost like I see that as so much respect and admiration and like uh, 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 empathy for somebody Mm -hmm. who could do something like that and what the resilience and and strength of that person would be. So I see like maybe if you look at that as, wow, you know, how that is, that's, you know, so difficult, you know. I, I kind of, yeah, so I'm sorry that she responded in that way. So you don't think I'm ableist, do you? No. <laughs> but then again, Thanks, that's coming from somebody who is an able-bodied person, so. Well, yeah, like I might be, but not in this case. Right. <laughs> is what I'm, like, yeah. I'm sure I've made lots of mistakes, but I just think in this case, I was only talking about my own feelings, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing I always feel good about is going crawling into my bed and knowing that I'm going to have super soft, comfy sheets Ooh. and comforters. Yes, I just put mine through the wash, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they get softer every time. I love, I love Brooklyn, and I posted a picture recently where you could see my new um, white duvet cover, and I oh. just love it. How did I Looks miss that? So oh good. wait, are you sitting on it in socks? It was the one where I was clipping Lincoln's fingernails. Oh, I'm going to have to look back at that. <laughs> but I just, I love, I love their bedding. It's so nice and it does not break the bank because they cut out the middleman so you can get really high quality stuff for a fraction of the price. And 
sleep is so important. You want to so make sure important. your little nest is cozy, comfy. Um, if you like softness and comfort, essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. They're so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The birthday sale kicks off April 25th. You don't want to miss it. Get their biggest savings of the year on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all new sheet right now when you use (laughs) promo code BRAIN only at brooklinen.com. That's Mm B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Anyways, so Anyways. so I I know I may have been incorrect with that uh, uh, or not if, uh, I should be reporting false information or with the d- <laughs> okay. uh, dyslexia light thing that but I found these <laughs> other but now it makes me wonder you know if this the stuff that I found on here because I I feel like in our last episode or or maybe it was just a conversation you and I had we were talking about Tiger King stuff and you're yeah. like oh no that wasn't true what was the thing you were talking about I can't remember what you said wasn't true. But I found sure. I found a list of of Tiger King facts that didn't make it into the documentary that are also just as weird. Yeah, and I wonder That's... if you've heard of any of these, or, or if you've heard of any of these being false. Oh, I think is this the thread by the guy that has the podcast? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, I think I did, but maybe not. Let's hear it. Uh, that you know the reptile enclosure that mysteriously burnt down in the middle of the night. Yes. That oh yeah. It had alligators that Michael Jackson owned. I did, yes, yes, what? yes. Why is that? Why, Why are Michael they so Jackson... far away? Yeah. <laughs> and he... RIP, they boiled to death in and there. He had a whole ranch, but was like, n- n- the alligators have to live over there, but he like owned them? That's, it's so bad when, that's like the least weird thing that we know about <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so true. But what, if, but what if it was one of those like, like sponsor of a, a, a endangered animal <laughs> thing and he just like really loved alligators and was like you know now that i'm thinking of it put yeah all he like this, adopted yeah them. he adopted them or something <laughs> and like you know like sanctuary paid for by right, you know that's so good the this right. album well it didn't work out yeah for the alligators or michael jackson or <laughs> anybody involved um this is another crazy one and it reminded me of you because of what your dad did that the police officer investigated the fire at the zoo used to work as a limo driver for Joe Exotic. <laughs> I didn't know that one. So that's crazy, though, that this guy, Robert Moore... Um, oh, this is the guy who made the podcast. This is... this is He looked into this. I guess Robert Moore is the podcast guy. And mm-hmm. he found this and said that the police officer that looked into the case of the fire at the zoo used to be uh, Joe Exotic's limo driver. So that's <laughs> a little funky in the... That seems like a conflict of it's interest. not ideal. If the limo... Yeah. Your, your former employee and maybe somebody paying you on the side is the police officer investigating oh the case. Oh, my God. Oh, come on. Some guys yes. have all the luck. And... But, you know, Joe was never too far away from the police force because he himself used to work for the police force, it says. What? Yes. What was he doing for them? It said uh, that, oh my gosh, this has got to be not true. This has got to be not true. <laughs> there's no there's no way. It says, Joe Exotic, whose real name is Joseph Allen Maldonon Passage, used to be chief of the Texas Police Department in the town of Eastvale. After he was outed as gay to his parents by one of his siblings, he attempted suicide by crashing his police cruiser into oh. a bridge. But he was, oh the, my God. he was the chief of police in his town? 
How is this possible, what? Sarah? Yeah. And the one, oh, this was it. The one that you said that wasn't true, that he's currently under isolation due to COVID-19 cases or that he had it. I mean, I guess anything's possible because the whole time you watch Tiger King, you think, what? This can't be real. Right. So all of this is probably real too. Yeah. And his park and the Doc Ant- Antle Park are still open. It's bonkers. It's so super bonky. So we'll see next week what the, which one of those are real and not real. <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. Please, please, you know, DM me. I'm interested. This is just us spreading false information. Yes, yes. Um, whatever. Yes, you know, whatevs. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. But um, I do have real information that I know is true. You know, last right. we, last uh, episode when we were talking about um, uh, like astronauts and how it's like a totally different kind of person? Yes. I looked into, well, I saw this article that says that there was a crazy number, second highest number of as- applicants for uh, NASA's, like to be part of like NASA's next class of astronauts than they've ever had. Why? Why do you think? I was going to ask you the same question. Why do you think? God, I'm very surprised, to be honest. First of all, how many people do you think apply? People apply. Ooh, well, answer me this. How many people get chosen? Uh, it They whittle it down once to 120, and then from there, about 8 to 12 end up being... Okay. Um, I think it's, yeah, um, between 8 and 12 are picked. I would say maybe like 2,000. And also, to just get to the stage of application... You are. You have to have because it's not like randos who are like applying. Okay. You have to yeah. have a, a master's degree in a STEM discipline, science, oh, okay. technology, then, engineering, and math. Then maybe five hundred. Um, they raised it from a bachelor's degree to, on the last round. Um, a minimum of two years in a professional experience, or at least a thousand hours of pilot in command time in a jet aircraft. Oh, and oh. you have to complete a two-hour online assessment. Well, you buried the lead because, I mean, I never would have known that, like, they would limit it that way. So then I would think, like, 100 people only. <laughs> um, well, and I, oh, my God, I hope that I punched in the right numbers that, for this because this is what I wrote down. But I, maybe I added an extra zero, and now I'm like, well, i got to go back and check. <laughs> but 12,000. How did that many people have the yeah, fucking qualifications? Record number. And then it gets whittled no. down to that. Yeah, Who and it said it said so it says Ann Romer, the manager of the astronaut selection board, also love that the manager of the astronaut selection board is a woman. That's the okay, best. Um, yeah, I like that. She said that she's humbled and reassured by the number of talented people whose resumes she got to read through. But she doesn't uh but she like then it says she doesn't sift through the thousands of applications on her own. So I think that is the right number I wrote down. Wow. Yes. It says, in the beginning, the first kind of sifting through is done by HR professionals just to make sure that the folks that are coming through have met the qualifications. After that, we rely on astronauts and subject matter experts. So we pull in senior level officials from various disciplines of groups, uh, 
that we use and uh, you know, work out like how to select the next ones. And it says, I can tell you that the astronauts that participate in the interview process as board members are focused on, if I could sum it up to one question, would I want to fly with this person in space? <laughs> That's like, they boil it down. They're like, take all the that. best. At, and they're like, would this guy be cool? Would this gal be cool in, uh, in space if I have to be confined with this person? I bet you that weeds out a lot of people. I'm sure it does. It said they're looking for, like, the regular stuff, like leadership experience, teamwork, um, ability for applicants to communicate, like, with written word and verbally. But they also need to have, like, career examples or, like, hobbies uh, and, like, examples of being in situations where they've had to make real-time judgments and judgments that could have had significant and big consequences. Huh. Like I how, mean, I get why they're doing that, but who has that list? Ready? And who has those hobbies? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you, squirrel suiting? Uh, like, what are you doing? Right. Like, like, you know, stopping, like, pirates in, this, in the, the South Seas or something? I don't know. Wow. Like, I, I just thought that was interesting. And, like, to, to weed it out, like, weed through all that and go, and that... Only 120 people get invited to the Space Center, and they go through two rounds of interviews, and they test, like, if they're suitable to be an astronaut. And then they, like, then they have to meet requirements for eyesight and stature. And oh. um, by June of 2021, there's going to be about 8 to 12 individuals that are selected for this. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll join, like, the active astronauts. They have to go through then a two-year uh, 18 months to two year training process for it. I don't know why anyone wants to do that. So then I think back up to the advice we're getting from these guys, space guys. And I'm like, can it, you're not yeah. on the same, <laughs> please. You're putting it like you're dedicated and, and you've, well, Oh, somebody who has made big t- real time decisions and judgments that could have had big consequences and demonstrated leadership ability in those life. Ch- well, yeah. I'm sure you're handling things just fine. Like, yeah, I don't need your advice. I don't need your advice. We're different people. So that, that, there you go. That was the answer to that. What kind of people they're looking for. My God. Yeah. Do you think, I wonder how many of those eight or however many end up um, dropping out? I think if you've already made it down to the 120, you're committed. You're not, that's your dream. Like, I mean, the like the amount of things that go into, I feel like. And that's one where where it's like one of those things that when you're a little kid, like I feel the same about people who go through medical school. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they have to do a lot and they don't get paid like doctors, like when they like and with till a while, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think about like you, that's like the person who when they were kid when it was like i'm going to be a doctor when i grow up you know and an astronaut That's i feel true, like is one a lot of those of times, categories but a lot of times those sort of ideas don't um mm. include the sort of rigors rigors of what it's like yeah. to do it cuz even just my grad program i mean oh. everyone freaking drops out yeah. and doesn't finish because it's so hard and i imagine those programs are so much worse but maybe you're you're right that that is a specific kind of person they know exactly what they want to do yeah because i couldn't imagine being anything other than a therapist Mm -hmm. that is what i want to do i 100 percent know it so i stayed in that program despite how difficult it was sometimes emotionally and you know like mentally and 
it was because I knew I had to go through all that to get what I really wanted. And it's like, you know, I use this uh, uh, example with clients often that it, it like, it's kind of like, like when you're out sledding and climbing a really tall hill because you know that the ride down is going to be fun. Yeah. Right, and the harder right. the climb, the more fun the ride down. So you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll enjoy the climb. And so I think that's kind of almost part of it that they like. But, you know, I bet my, my question is I wonder if you, if you were to ask all the people who made it through and the 8 to 12 who are going to be there in the end if this is what they've wanted to do since they were a child. I'm sure. I would bet 100% say absolutely this is what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, I don't think anyone comes to that realization as like yeah. a 30-year-old or Right. Something. They're like, oh, you know what? I need to go back to school to be an astronaut. No, that's mm. not like a thing. Didn't you say you would never, ever want to do this? Never. That's my nightmare. My yeah. actual nightmare. <laughs> actual, actual nightmare. It is terrible. you, but it just se- you seem like the person who would want to do no. it. It's the, you're so out of control. Yeah. You know, like, and there's so, uh, like, for a million reasons. A, I've probably broken 12 wine glasses in the past three months. <laughs> I, I, like, you're, don't send my clumsy ass up to space where the, I bump into, that's probably why I always fear that, like, I open the hatch and, like, it's always like that. Like, I'm, like, scared on airplanes that I'm going to trip over my own shoelaces and somehow knock the door open and, like, be the one. <laughs> it's, it's the room for human error that there is just, okay. that, that there's, what is it, a little of or a lot of? Like, no room for human error. None. There's no room. I will, yeah. I would, I mean, I'm setting the place on fire or something like that. <laughs> Who knows? It, it, or like I'll mistake the the bat, the toilet for something. Like it, it would be the, one of those situations. I mean, I'm sure the, tra- right. the training okay. would prepare me, but the personality type is not a fit. So okay. I just All see right. me being a person who would just lose it. Mm-hmm. Just the ride up. I get terrified thinking about <laughs> the ride up. Like you know those ones they do to simulate it, the like yes. vomit comet. The I vomit comet. <laughs> that's what they call it. Stop it. I would not want to do that. No. In fact, mm-hmm. there was a, a ride. I'm sure you guys are familiar with this, that it was always called something like the Gravitron or something like that. That would be <laughs> at, at like county fairs. And it would just spin really, really, really fast. So fast that you would get stuck to the side. Like, and you could like move your arm up and you, you like couldn't I even love move. Those. those make me feel like my insides are being moved to places that they should, don't belong. Like oh that I can't. Those are my favorite ones. Oh, that does. I think maybe I'm more motion sensitive then. Oh, okay. That could be it. And it's getting worse the older. I remember like. I did that a few times when I was like younger and then even in like my early 20s or maybe like late teens, I was like, nope, my body can't do this anymore. And I was like, it's the worst. I have a theory. Oh, tell me. Maybe. I just was thinking. Susie has a theory. I love this. (laughs) Oh, how the tables have turned. Well, what if that's part, because it makes sense. What if that's connected to the tonsils and stuff you had removed? Because you know how that affects like people that are narcolep have narcolepsy where they yes. fall asleep all the time, they get it removed. Yeah. Because it's all related. Like maybe it affects your equilibrium. I this would make sense. Your nose and throat. And I had yeah. a lot of sinus things. I still get like 
you know, ear stuff, like, oh my gosh, this could be, this is interesting. It might be, because it's out of character for you to be sensitive about something that's adventurous. We're, totally, because it's the, it is the, like the only thing. And it's mm-hmm. crazy because I love scuba diving, which in a uh. way is, is, so similar to being in outer space, but it like there's, is. but there's no ride up that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's more, it's almost like simulating what space would be like, and then it, it gives me a chance to because it is terrifying for me to go scuba diving. Yeah. But I, I like, I feel good when I get over that fear. You know, mm-hmm. like that I conquer that, and I could not conquer that in space. Maybe that physical difference about you affects how you enjoy or not that type of ride or motion yes it's possible because and the fact that you like it is crazy to me yeah because (laughs) you're like a highly sensitive person yeah that's do you like roller coasters Uh uh-huh wow a lot but we had a ride like you're saying that was a circle and you stuck to the wall it was called the rotor rotor. and i loved it so much doesn't make your body feel weird afterward. It's an equilibrium thing. Oh my God, Suze, you're so yeah. right. Because you know how I always say that I can feel like I've been on a boat like a week after? <laughs> yes. It's that. I think that's it. Oh, you just diagnosed me. I don't know with what <laughs> or like what this, what the, the, the co- consequences or benefits to this new, new diagnosis is, but I feel so like, I don't know. I, I feel so understood. Now you have a free. name for, yeah, for- I'm so happy for you. Well, then that makes me think, should I start taking things like Dramamine and those kind of things maybe. if I'm going to go on ride roller coasters, then maybe I won't feel so weird afterwards. Yeah. Consult your physician. Consult your physician. <laughs> Everybody out there and me as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Please oh, do that's not listen funny. to me. That's really funny. Ah. There you go. Interesting things. That's our theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the image that's floating around and the... the uh, I guess discovery that the oceanographers made of that crazy animal out in the ocean. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's in Australia and it's this new video. It just came out like this week and it's this bizarre, huge creature that's kind of looks like string like. And if you didn't know how big it was like, and you just looked at the, the picture, you'd think, Oh, that just looks kind of like a weird, like, you know, wormy string floating in the ocean. But in fact, it's, it's one of the longest, they think it's like one of the longest, uh, uh, like animals on the planet. And it's 393 feet long. What? Yes. And it says this discovery has been met with excitement from other scientists because previous estimates on the greatest length of these creatures put them at just a few meters. And this means that it says this mysterious discovery could be the longest animal on the planet. And then I'm like, maybe not, because who the fuck knows what else is under there? If every sing- it feels like every year we're discovering these weird things. Is it um, something that stays beneath the surface? Yes, That's yes. That's why we never saw it? So it's this animal called, oh my god, the name is so weird. It's called a siphonophore. And <laughs> it's in the same kind of species as it's in the species called zooids and they're actually a, a colony of a bunch of tiny animals that are all acting together as one entity and it blurs the line between an organ and an animal it's the no. weirdest craziest thing and that it it's like 
Yeah, it's so weird. So it's made up, it like clones itself, which is like already crazy. It clones itself thousands of times and then it attaches itself like together. And so it's like the same, the same animal, but like a bunch of different little ones that it makes. And then it like strings itself together and has these dangly little uh, uh, like tentacles that uh, like give you a zap and like sting you. Damn. Yeah, it's really I am not rough. happy. You I, love it? I mean, like, I think it's fascinating. I think it's interesting. But I, it looks gross. And, like, it's, it's really weird. And, like, even the camera operators, like, the operator that was recording it said, I can't believe that's a living thing. Mm. Like, researchers, they had, they had, like, they hadn't seen it. They had never caught it on footage before. So they no. only seen pieces of it or like parts of it. And when they actually see it move and, and, and in real life. and the What crazy, does it eat, do you think? It, oh, what does it do? Maybe <sighs> just um, algae or Yeah, whatever. I think it, it falls into like the, the same like animals, yeah. I don't know, group as like uh, jellyfish and those kind of things, which, mm-hmm. you know, then Gross. I learned break down into five other groups. Uh, on corals and anemones, swimming jellyfish, stocked jellyfish, box jellyfish, hydrodes, and siphonophores. So in case you're interested, there are five classes of jellyfish. Wow. Or these kind of like whatever creatures. that. What are they good for in the evolutionary Fuck sort of spectrum? Yeah, because I want to get rid of those guys. I mean, they look, they're ugh, gross looking. And, and it, the it crazy thing to me is how it arranged itself, that it, it formed a, a perfect spiral. Oh no! And that I don't, I don't know if it that. did it, if it did that, or if like the water did that to it. It didn't That's say that disgusting. in the article, but like any t- like it's hu- it's three hundred and ninety-three feet long of tentacles. How do you even avoid? How do you? Sca- blah, 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 blah. No, Gross. Sarah, I'm upset. That is not okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Think back it's to gross. the poop toilet. Think about the poop toilet. Yeah, happier I'm much happier times. talking about happier poo-poo. times. Whew. Gosh. I'm excited because you and I are just about to um, depart because we are going to do our Q&A for Challenge Total Madness. Yeah, man. Oh, man. People if, should join us. Absolutely. It is so fun to be watching reality shows through all this. We were and watching the first one and we, we were like, why did we ever stop doing I know. this? It's the best. It's so good. I just love, I just love talking about them. And then when you know who they are... And I could be like, oh my gosh, that's such a West thing to say. Like, I don't know. It's just fun. <laughs> it's on um, patreon.com slash brain candy. That's where we put all our interviews with cast members and yes. like when we do the Q&A and stuff. And we, you can also join the book club that way. It's just really fun and you should join yeah, us. We have got fun things to keep you entertained and occupied and learning and laughing. Oh, join us. Yes. Misery loves company at yeah, least. Man. You, know? you said it. We'll see you next time, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.